0: Made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast, episode 44, Hunter Keister, back with...
1: Hey, Mac, let's get it.
0: Let's go, NFL Sunday edition of our podcast. Coming at you at noon on the Sunday, and we are going to preview and predict these week nine NFL matchups. Looking like a pretty decent week. We had the Eagles... Defeat the Texans twenty nine seventeen, and it looks like what was a really good day for Jalen Hurts, only throwing six incompletions, two hundred forty three yards, and two touchdowns. <clears throat> Damian Pierce had a nice twenty seven carries, one hundred thirty nine yards for Houston, and Dallas Goddard led the way for the Philly receivers, eight receptions, one hundred yards, and a touchdown. But let's get into these Sunday one o'clock matchups. For these. Week nine games starting off with the Chargers and Falcons, four and, th- four and three Chargers, four and four Falcons mm. in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, this, this is a bit of an intriguing matchup considering Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are out for the Chargers.
0: You need a lot of Austin Eckler and Jared Everett.
1: Yeah. Jimmy Everett and Eckler. That sounds like that's going to be the formula. Um, the Chargers haven't really – they've lost some close close ball games in Herbert. Um, I, I don't know. This is kind of a weird game to me. I'm going to say the Chargers win, though, but I don't know. This is a weird game. I just don't think Mariota and their offense can throw it, though, really that well. So they'll probably lose.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the Chargers know their bash against the wall and are really – I lost to the Falcons. Look like, really bad right now. It's in Atlanta, but I like, I like Herbert, I like Eckler, and uh, Everett to kind of help that Chargers offense pull away from the Falcons.
1: Uh, next one, Miami Dolphins going to Chicago. I believe the Dolphins are five and three, and the Bears are three and five. This is. This is a pretty decent quarterback matchup, but I don't think the Bears will hang around in this game. Honestly. Maybe they'll keep it close if if Fields and their offense can kind of chew the clock a little bit and just keep two on the sidelines, but Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek, that's all you really need to say there. So, Dolphins definitely will win this game.
0: Fields picks up Claypool to work with, but I also just don't think it'll be enough. Miami's only favored by four in this matchup, which is really interesting. That's uh, crazy to me that they have that much stock in the three and five bears right now. But it is in Chicago, and you know it could be colder than the Dolphins are at, used to in Miami, so that could play a interesting small factor. Factor, but uh, yeah, I
1: think I will go with Miami by ten points. All right. On the next 1 o'clock game, Carolina Panthers going to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals come off of a pretty bad loss to Cleveland last Monday night. They got trounced.
0: Yeah, that was terrible. They looked awful.
1: Panthers with a, I believe they won last week. Dante Foreman had a huge game. So they got a couple wins now. I think this would be a closer game than people think. But ultimately the Bengals – should win this game even without Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, their offense is still miles in a way better than, than whatever the Panthers can put out there. And looking at this, the Panthers are two and six, but zero oh three on the road this season. Yeah, and they are playing in Cincinnati. Oof. So, I just I don't I don't think Baker and that putrid now just rebuilding putrid Panthers offense. <clears throat> I just don't think they have enough to contend with the. Bengals offense and the defense. The Bengals defense is even miles a away better than the Panther defense. So
1: Baker hasn't played a minute. It's actually been uh, P.J. Walker has been playing. That's right. It has
0: been Baker got hurt. I forgot about that. A it, while back. It has been P.J. Walker for yeah.
1: the last couple
0: weeks. So even I mean, see, look at that. I mean, even
1: <laughs> he hasn't played too bad, right. but there's right. there's no there's no explosive the, plays. The Panthers there.
0: can't get anything right right now. No. They got they just got a mess at quarterback. They got some. Young running backs now. The offense is meh. The defense is okay at it's it' it's a, it's a project. It's in, a messy situation. It's a, it's a project in Carolina, that's for certain. If, the, if, the, if they can even keep this close, that shows a lot on the, how the Bengals are. Because they should be.
1: I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Right. I'm just saying. I think they'll hang around. <laughs> but ultimately, the Bungles will prevail. Right. Packers, there's, yeah, division matchup. Wow, oh, that could be a good one. I, I, like, I think this will you know, be the Lions, best one o'clock game, right?
0: One and six, they got nothing to play for. They could be tanking to try to get that number one overall draft pick, but you know, maybe they play spoiler to the three and five Packers who are sitting at one and three on the road, but the Lions are obviously Ooh. one and three at home, so.
1: If Detroit would beat Green Bay, that almost put the dagger in their season. Oh
0: yeah, Green Bay would have to be thinking more. I would think rebuild draft pick than they would be playoff at three and six. So especially Obviously. with the loss to the one and then one and six Lions, it's like you're you're really your season's really said a lot about your season if you're losing them. But Green Bay's only only favored by four, so this shows that this definitely has the potential to be a good matchup.
1: Hmm. You know, I'm feeling good about this one. I'm feeling like I see an upset. I'm going with Detroit here to pull it off. I think DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams have big running games, each of them. I think they, I think they pull it out. I think they do. Green Bay has not. Green Bay hasn't really been too good this year. Let's, let's, let's be honest. They haven't. I could see them losing this game, honestly.
0: Yeah, Kurt, read my mind. I mean, Lions sitting at 1-6. I think they do want to tank for that, that that better draft pick, but I just like how they match up against the Packers here. I think I'm in rock St. Brown could have a big day on that uh, Packers secondary. I think that the Packers rush and the front seven has been pretty good this year, but Rodgers just has nobody to throw to, and the offense hasn't looked the best, and I think that the Lions could pull away a three- to seven-point upset at home today, so I'm going to pick them.
1: All right. On to the next one o'clock game. Las Vegas Raiders going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh you know, I believe they're both two win teams. Yeah, two
0: and five Raiders. 0 and four on the road right now, going to Jacksonville. Taking on the two and six Jaguars. They sit one and three at home. Ooh. So this matchup is just a stink fest at one o'clock. Uh just crazy how the Raiders have looked thus far. I really don't even know what to pinpoint their season on just unfortunate losses. And then you get beat down by the Saints. And that just never that was, happened. they came
1: out of left field.
0: And then looking at this, Darren Waller's still out. Jayon Brown, Kendall Vickers. They got a taste Bowers is out. They got a couple guys out.
1: So I'm, I'm taking the Jaguars because I don't know. They're at home.
0: The Raiders just heavily. It's, it's hard for
1: me to pick the Raiders here.
0: That offense just should be so much better. It than should be Rangers, fireworks, man. but it's not. How do you get blanked? How do you get blanked against the Saints? That's insane. I am going to pick the Raiders. I just i I don't have any faith in Lawrence and Etienne just yet. I mean, the Raiders got to bounce back, and if it's, if they're gonna bounce back at all, it's gonna happen right now because another loss in their season's completely in the toilet. So. <laughs>
1: Completely. So,
0: <laughs> I I like to see them at least fight back to three and five with the win today <clears> on the road. <throat> get a first, mm. get their first road win of the season.
1: Wow. On to the next game, Indianapolis Colts heading to New England Patriots. Sam Ellinger and I don't and Jonathan Taylor's not even playing in this game. No, he's not. Heading up to New England to face off with, I, I think, Mac Jones is playing. Yep. Okay. I'm going to take the Patriots here to win. Bill Belichick's not going to let Sam Ellinger beat him. It's just it's as simple as that.
0: Giving Bill Belichick the opportunity to play them without Jonathan Taylor hurts them beyond belief, obviously. But just to the same fact that now Belichick doesn't even have to scheme for him. He can just solely focus on Ellinger and whatever that offense will consist of in Indianapolis. I think this is a easy, you know, fourteen point coast yeah. kinda of day for the Patriots. And they get a nice, Something
1: like twenty to seven. Yeah. Twenty to three.
0: They get yes. a nice win in Foxboro. Ooh, Bill Jets. Great matchup. This might actually be the best one o'clock matchup to me here. Six and one Buffalo It should be. Six and one Buffalo, five and three. Jets in East Rutherford MetLife Stadium. Great mm.
1: matchup to me here. Definitely, I got. I gotta say, the Jets have been playing pretty good. However, since the loss of Brees Hall, I really think that's hurt them a lot. They were more of a running team, and Dak Wilson hasn't played the best since his comeback from his injury that he suffered in the preseason. I mean, I'm gonna go with the favorite here in Buffalo because they have just. Man, they played great this year so far. Yeah. I'm taking Josh Allen on the road. I think this will be, you know, maybe a 27-20, 27-17 type of game. I'm going to go with Buffalo, though. They, they're they just playing too good for me not to pick right now.
0: The Buffalo Bills were my pick out of the AFC to start the year, and uh, they've proven me right so far sitting at 6-1. Uh, the loss of retail, as Kurt mentioned, is detrimental to the Jets. I think that uh, with him, this could have been a really high, you know, potential matchup, maybe even a night game slot. But with his departure, like Kurt said, the Jets offense just is far and away, you know, night and day, obvious for obvious reasons. But I think the Bills handled business comfortably against the Jets today. But <clears throat> what could have been a pretty potential good matchup, but sure. now will probably just be a
1: 14-point Bill is kind of control when next one o'clock game Minnesota going to Washington uh, the return of Kirk Cousins Kirk Daniel Cousins to Washington <laughs> no. the homecoming and you know I'm I'm gonna pick Minnesota here it it's just Washington's just uh Tyler, Tyler Heineke right. Their Another, line's not really that good. Yeah. So Zedarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, it's it's not gonna be pretty.
0: They got a decent receiving core, but I like Minnesota's defense. They sit at six and one, two and one on the road. Commanders are two and two at home, four and four. They got I just don't see them stopping Delvin Cook, especially with their depleted defensive line. Jefferson should have a field day on whatever corner he gets matched up against.
1: I think Chase Young comes back either this week or next week. Okay, he's finally like healthy again. So, Makes sense. still that won't be enough to. No, it won't. Won't be enough.
0: Yeah, Viking like, comfortable win to end off the one o'clock matchups for this week. Four o five, Seattle, Arizona, in. Glendale State Farm Stadium, 3-5 Cardinals, 1-3 at home, 5-3 Seahawks, overperforming at 2-2 on the road. And I'm going to just say it right now, I like the Seahawks to continue rolling. The Cardinals are just terrible. I don't know what it is. Kyler Murray's a little overrated at this point to me. That offense should be a lot better. I mean, they're just underperforming at 3-5, and I think it continues. The line is Arizona favored by a point and a half, and I think Seattle wins this game by seven points. All Tino right. Smith, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker coming into his own.
1: Yeah, they've been they've been playing really good. Did not I did not think they would be five and three at this no. point in the season. Absolutely. Not a lot of people probably did. Absolutely not. For me, for this game, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals to pull off an upset. If, I mean, maybe it's not an upset, but if you're going with the spread, I'm picking Arizona. I've really actually liked the way they've looked on offense since DeAndre Hopkins has come back. Though Seattle's secondary actually has been pretty good against receivers this year. I'd like Arizona to at least tie up the series 1 1 and not get swept by Seattle, even though Geno and the Seahawks have been playing really good. They've been playing really good yeah. the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go with Arizona, though, to win this game really close, probably by three, potentially even an overtime game. But give me the Cardinals to tie it up 1-1. Nice. Last
0: 425 matchup. A season ago, we would have been salivating over this matchup as the Rams take on the Buccaneers. But this year, the Rams hit a 3-4, underperforming. The Bucks sit at three and five, underperforming, sitting at one and three at home. Brady just hasn't had it this year. Nope. You know you can tell that the off the field stuff is kind of getting to his play. I think, and ah, you know he hasn't looked the best. Fournette's looked all right. You know Cooper Cup should shred the Buccaneers defense, but that also depends on how Stafford looks and if he can get him the ball. So this is a Interesting matchup for the wrong reasons instead of like last year, it would have been, you know, for the right ones. So what do you make of this matchup for this season?
1: You know, this is this is definitely an underwhelming game. When you look at these were actually two of the supposed top two teams in the NFC heading into the season before the season started. They did make the playoffs last year, they had a really good game, but for this one, the Buccaneers just lost Shaq Barrett for the season, so he was one of their best pass rushers off oh, the I edge. That. That's, That's a big loss, yeah. yeah. Both these teams have just not played too well, especially with their quarterback, Stafford. hasn't played too well. That offensive line can't protect him. And same thing with Tampa. Their line can't protect Brady, and Brady hasn't played too good either. I think this would be a low-scoring game. I'm going to take the... Just because of Cooper Cup, I'm taking the Rams. Probably 17-14, maybe 20 to 17. Not a very high-scoring game, though. I'm taking the Rams in this one, and that'll put the Bucks at, whew, what, three and six? Yeah, three and six. Well, that division,
0: <laughs> I don't know. They still got a chance, but that would be nuts. Nice. I mean I've been I've been I've been riding with Brady the last couple weeks, man, and I don't know what to do anymore, man.
1: I mean he's I mean, gotta win this game. I just, he's gotta win this game.
0: I wanna I wanna pick Brady just on the same fact that like they they he desperately, just desperately need to win. They just a win. need a win. They just desperately need a win. And if they could get that then
1: This like, is a winnable game. It actually is. It's definitely winnable, but he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play a whole lot better than he has.
0: Yeah, to to, ma- to match that Rams defense. I just—I don't know if he can do it, but I—I'm I th- going to put my money with the Rams on this one, man. I just—I. I, like- I was a betting man. If I was a betting it the man, I'd be on the Rams. So, I'm taking the Rams by seven. Close game, Brady. Come on, prove me wrong here, man. Yeah, I mean, but I, I want
1: to see this game. I want to see this be a good game. Yeah, right. This is probably the game we're going to be watching. Right. I want to see. It be- I want to see it at least be decent, not. Not like that Packers-Buccaneers game this season. That was terrible. So, let's move on to the Sunday night game. 5-2 Tennessee heading to Kansas City. Also
0: 5-2.
1: Also 5-2. Okay. Hmm. You know, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is playing this game. I believe Malik Willis has been playing the past couple weeks. Oh. So, I... Let's keep it real. We all know what the game plan is. For the Titans to even compete and win this game, they're going to need Derrick Henry to convert big third downs and chew that clock and score touchdowns. Because if it comes to a throwing contest, the Chiefs are just going to spank them. They're going to put up too many points to where they're not going to be. They're not going to be able to keep the run game like relevant. Yeah, that's the big problem here. I'm I'm going with the Chiefs just because I, I honestly to me it's Bills one Chiefs two right. I think they're the second best team right now in the AFC. I, I I did not I just didn't know Tennessee had a five and two record. That's yeah that's great. That's low key. I didn't even know about that. Right.
0: But I think not having Tannehill just a little too much for them to overcome facing the high powered Chiefs. Hundred percent. uh Derrick Henry. They would have to control the clock, and he would have to have. The game of his life to be able to, he, much, he'd have to single-handedly. Yeah, he need Chiefs. a 150,
1: 2 touchdown plus type of game. Right. And you know maybe maybe he will because he's just that good. But at the same time, the I Chiefs think it's know, more
0: realistic. The than, Chiefs
1: know that. Yeah, Come on, the
0: Chiefs are gonna game plan to. Chiefs have too much firepower. And make Malik Willis beat them. So I like the Chiefs here.
1: Yeah, going with the Chiefs on this one, and honestly, it's not even gonna be good. I, I'm, I'm taking Chiefs. Uh, you know. Just because Mike Vrabel does have some defensive backbone, I'll give the Chiefs 31 or 28. 28 to probably like 10. Give me the Chiefs. Nice. Ooh. Capping off the
0: week in NFL, we have the Monday night matchup Baltimore-New Orleans from Caesars-Superdome mm. in New Orleans. I'm going to start this off. By saying one thing. Michael Thomas is a bum. He's injury prone. He sucks. He's never on the field. I've been saying it for years. He's soft. And you just need to hear it on my podcast now. I have to talk about him. He's terrible. He's never on the field. He's a waste of money. I've been saying it for years. that He's soft. The Saints need to get rid of him. They should
1: have traded him.
0: He never plays. It's awful. He's out for the year again. And he's pathetic. He's just pathetic. You guys need to hear it first. But at least we replaced him with a better garbage dump, Uh Chris Lave. Who has yeah. actually had a really good season for the Saints. What? Almost leading the rece- Leading the.
1: He, he does lead the rookies in yards, catches, yeah, and that's what those statistics. <laughs> I'm not sure about overall who leads the lead in those yards yet. No, honestly, in my opinion, as soon as the injury stuff started with him, I would have traded him. Right. Because I just don't get it. How how do you <clears> – <throat> he played the first week of the season and then he never really played again. How does that happen? You know, it's probably going to be Cooper Cup if I had to guess. Oh, wow. Yo, okay, so for catches – Tyreek's got catches,
0: yeah, for sure. But
1: what if I told you Austin Eckler was fourth in the league with catches? That's insane. Yeah, he does get okay. a
0: lot of passes. That's like his yeah. production.
1: Yeah. Um. So for yards, it's Tyreek. Makes sense. Which who can be surprised with that? And it's not even close. Right. Nine hundred and sixty-one yards. And then second place is Stephon Diggs with seven hundred and sixty-four. He's just blowing everyone away, right? That boy might break. He might break the record this year for most yards in the season. He might break Cooper Cup's record last year. That's insane. Wow. Um, getting back to this game though, Saints Ravens. I mean, we all know Andy Dalton is scared of the dark. I mean, right? That's just what it is.
0: I just I think that that almost gives Baltimore their the much needed advantage in this game. Yeah. That Red can't play in the dark. I, it's, it's closed. It's They're in a the dome, but he just... I don't know what it is dark. about
1: that time change, it's but... something
0: it, about the dark, man. He just...
1: He doesn't play too well in prime time. He really doesn't. Not sure why. He never has. For the Saints to win this game, they're going to need two things. They're going to need Dalton to not turn the ball over, and they're going to have to play great defense. It's the only chance to win. Lamar's probably going to be out with Mark Andrews. That's a huge loss. <clears throat> Even though that other tight end actually played pretty good. Yeah. His name's likely. He, I've I watched. i I've been seeing some of the Ravens games, and he actually has been pretty decent for them. And they are without Rashad Bateman, too, for the rest of the season. So that's oh, well, a big that's loss for the Ravens. Yeah. That's another big play playmaker for them. So, you know, I think this game, you know, I think it can be close. I mean, I don't know. This is... It's every game at a foul this year has been so up in the air. You don't even know what to expect. All right. I think the Saints will lose this game, but I think it'll be close. I think I think Dalton will have a bad turnover at a bad time, and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna shoot shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. I'll say, hmm. Um, the Saints defense—they just put on a shutdown a shutout though, so that's pretty big. I give the Ravens 24, Saints 17. I think it's a one-score game, though. I
0: like something like that. I like 27-17, Baltimore to prevail. Uh, I just think that Red Rifle, like Kurt said, I think he makes a costly turnover at some point. Crucial point in the game. Saints keep it it close for most of the night, but eventually lose by 10 at home to the Ravens and that offense, uh, which would improve the Ravens to... 6-3 Six and three and yeah. drop the Saints to three and six. Baltimore's favored by a point and a half. That will be a definitely a great matchup on Monday night football.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good game. Definitely will I certainly hope so. Yeah,
0: I hope so. I hope it's a good game. But that will do it. Week in NFL is covered. And uh yeah. Nice. Got it in.
1: Should be. Should be a pretty decent slating of I would say games. There's,
0: yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple interesting matchups for each time slot today, so should be a nice day in watching NFL. I hope we hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys had a good weekend and uh, stay safe watching football today. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Like, share, comment, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of our picks and previews. And, uh, how your team's doing. Let us know how your team is doing this season.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely. Episode 44.
0: In the books. Alrighty. That'll do it. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace. Peace.